0: Creative Conundrums is recorded in Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Ashinaabe, Cree, Oji-Cree, Dakota, and Dene people, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Hi, and welcome to Creative Conundrums. I'm Googly Doc.
1: And I'm Senpai.
0: We're here to talk about our struggles and triumphs as creatives.
1: And answer creative questions asked by you, our loving and sometimes bizarre podcast family.
0: If you have any questions for future shows, send them to creativeconundrums at outlook.com. Hey, everybody. I'm the incredible, the incomparable, and the incomprehensible Googly Doc.
1: And I am shooting for Senpai.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. how's, how, yeah. how's, how's your week going?
0: It's, it's been a week, uh, I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah. I feel that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much going on. Uh, but get so little going on at the same time uh let's see here my sarcoidosis came out of remission and i've been battling that all week god and uh it's left me bedridden three of the four days and uh haven't been able to breathe and haven't been able to sing and yeah it's been uh it's been pretty rough
1: yeah uh, the only thing that happened for me health-wise was I had a therapy session, which, or no, well, I technically had two since we last, uh, recorded, because I've decided to ask for weekly sessions for now, because I need it, uh, but my, my, one of my goals for myself is to put myself in new and interesting places for my Zoom, uh, therapy sessions, so that's, okay. that's been fun. Uh, so yeah, I went to Silithus and Seramart this week for my, for my therapy. Cool. <laughs> That's the only thing that happened for me health-wise. That's not what the show's supposed to be about.
0: <laughs> nope. But, you know what, it is a challenge.
1: It, it is. So what other challenges have you faced in the last little bit? Two weeks.
0: It's, it's all been health. All been health. Uh, Trying to uh, to manage my my breathing and stuff like that because uh, if I can't breathe, I can't sing, so I can't do my singing videos. If I can't breathe, I can't do any podcasting. Uh, and if I'm bedridden, I can't do any writing. And so it's it's been it's been tough. That's that's been my biggest challenge.
1: Wait, is not that why laptops were invented so we could do stuff from bed?
0: I don't have one.
1: Ah. Oh. Shit. I- oh, damn it. Okay, we need- we both need to get laptops, um, because that's definitely a thing that- I mean, it doesn't happen often, but it happens often enough that, like, something will essentially just stick me in bed for the most of the day, and it's like, well, I'd like to at least do something, but I have no way of doing something.
0: Right, right, exactly.
1: So there we go, new goals for us Get laptops
0: Yep <laughs> Laptops or tablets or something like that
1: Well I mean I have tablets but they're like I, I can't I can't play WoW on a tablet
0: No that's true if, I, if I'm gonna get something Like that I'm gonna be getting probably An Asus
1: Yeah they, they have really good They have really good like laptops And tablets and like weird hybrids of the two Those are good
0: Yeah exactly uh, if if I was just going to get a, strictly a laptop laptop I think I'd be going MSI But uh, I, th- I think the Asus kind of hybrid gaming tablet thing I, I saw one of those at uh, Memory Express and it looked interesting to me
1: hmm yeah I gotta look into laptops at some point I've I like I've put it on my kind of set of priorities of things that I want to get and it's like kind of low down there um, I mean like other things need to come first obviously like yep. new chair absolutely needs to come first <laughs> yep Um, I can't even remember what else is on that list right now uh, there's things there's a lot of things that I need first before a laptop but it is on the list
0: oh uh, I've been currently looking for a day job as well.
1: I feel like right now might not be the time to do that, but I could be wrong I have to oh, that's fair
0: yep you don't uh, you don't make enough on unemployment to really support kids
2: so
1: that you know what that is that is true you got your family to think about I just'm I'm, I'm also just scared of the whole like you know we're in. Kind of largely lockdown mode, and even though Manitoba is opening, um, actually, that brings up a pretty good question how is this gonna change your kind of job uh, search process?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Because I, like, for me, I'm not medically cleared to actually go and work and look for work right now, so I'm okay in that respect. Yep, I'm, I'm not doing great, but I'm. <laughs> It's better that I'm safe than uh, than actually looking for work. But um, I think when I, if I do get medically cleared to actually look for a job again, if I can get off disability, then that's going to be the biggest thing. Is like, well, how did you protect your employees during all of this bullshit?
0: Yep. Oh, sorry. I'm just waiting for you to finish.
1: No, that that was it. That was that, that was okay. my question to you. <laughs>
0: Yeah. All right. Sorry.
1: It's okay.
0: Oxygen-deprived brain. It's definitely an important question that you got to ask because, yeah, it's an indicator of how well they're going to look after you. Because let's face it, if you're working for someone else, they are in charge of you. They own you. So if they're going to own you, they have to look after you. Right? Mm Right you're a pet at that point and if they're an irresponsible pet owner then you probably shouldn't be with them
1: okay so in that case we're like the cat choosing that owner at that point right
0: exactly (laughs) exactly if you're gonna let somebody own you then you need to make sure that the person who's going to be owning you is going to be treating you well
1: that that is that is I mean I feel a little bit weird being downgraded to the status of a pet but it's absolutely like well i don't know if i necessarily agree is. with the way you worded it <laughs> but i agree with what it is well it, it's, it's
0: literally they're they're they control everything about your life they control your health care because they control your ability to pay for medications they control your ability to pay your rent. They control your ability to pay your car payments. They control your ability to feed yourself and your family.
1: And that should that, they, can,
0: they control that? You don't.
1: It shouldn't be that like it shouldn't be that way. Though. That's true. It's that that yeah okay let let's get off of that. I don't think I don't yeah, I don't know we, if we, I'm prepared to handle that particular uh, yeah, line of reasoning. What creative we, perks have you been doing this last little bit, Doc?
0: <laughs> the, crea- the creative works I've been doing uh, have been the Shift Quest podcast. Uh, that's been going well, uh, with the exception of this last week mm-hmm. where I've been bedridden. Uh, I have been working on a couple freelance projects and pitches that I can't mention right now. And there is a super secret uh, wildlife game project that I am kind of working on as well, but I can't mention anything more about that because that's also kind of secret at the moment, pseudo. And I have started working again on my book, my books.
1: I think you mentioned your books last time too.
0: Oh, did I? Okay, I think
1: so. I yeah, mean, I'm you're, just, still, uh, you're still working on it, though. That's good.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm re-outlining it, so.
1: Oh, okay.
0: What about you? What have you been doing?
1: I have been, I mean, mostly streaming again. Uh, and then I've also been working on a couple videos that, I mean, I don't want to announce them yet, but they're a thing. And then um, somebody else hit me with an idea last night, uh, and I'm like, hey, if you do this part of that, I might be willing to make a video for it. <laughs>
2: mhm.
1: Yeah, we had. I- I've I've been hanging out in a lot of other like streamers, um, channels, so just kind of hanging out and trying to get to know the community around that. Like what I'm kind of trying to break into a little bit, and so yeah. I had a very good conversation yesterday about pillows and blanket forts.
0: Oh, very cool.
1: Um, and now I just really want to make a fort out of my entire apartment
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes forts at the forts. very
1: least around my desk area I think would be really cool cause then I'm like I, I get to record and stream from a fort how fucking awesome would that be um, but if, if I could somehow do my entire apartment so that it's like a fort I'd be down
0: One of the most epic uh, pillow and blanket forts I have ever seen is in Teresa's basement.
1: I definitely thought you were going for community.
0: It's almost like community.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy.
1: Like the first one or the second one?
0: Uh, What do you mean the first one or the second
1: one? Because the first community fort was like... It was just a place to chill out and just be with people who could care about you and that you care about, right? And then the second yeah, that... one turned into a war.
0: Oh, no, no. It's the first one. Okay. It's the first one. Okay, good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, Ooh,
0: the, the second one, the, 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 the pillow fort war was, was pretty epic, actually.
1: That's some of my favorite episodes. And the fact that it's uh, Keith David, like... I I have been rewatching Community again because it's on Netflix and I just oh I love it.
2: <laughs>
1: it's been helping me through shit, so I've yeah.
0: The D and D episode of that's one of my favorites. The other one is also the first uh, paintball one. The first paintball one was really good.
1: For I like I like the second paintball arc too. That one that one was a two parter. Um, they did another D and D episode in season five.
0: Don't tell me about it. I haven't gotten that far.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, there's D&D. But
0: knowing that there's a second one? Yeah, that's cool.
1: Yeah, it's and it's you're going to you're going to love it. I'm telling you right now, you're going to love it.
0: Okay. Good. 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 Good.
1: I just I love I love that show. I really do. I <laughs> I know there's so oh. many people that just don't like it and I'm like, "You know what? You're allowed to like what you like. That's fine." I love this show. It's great.
0: (laughs) I like the first two seasons better than any of the others.
1: I kind of... uh, For me, it's different episodes that stand out here and there. And that's not... It's not um, kind of related to whatever season it's in. There's just a few episodes here and there that are just like, this is so fucking great.
0: And I think that's kind of what... Through me, which is why I'm kind of going through it again. Mm-hmm. Um, is that there was a, there was more of a uh, uh, a continuity in the first two seasons, whereas it was it, it was almost like standalone stories that were unrelated to anything else later on in this in this series.
1: A little bit, and there's definitely jokes about that.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm watching my way through it again and seeing if uh, seeing if I can uh appreciate the later episodes more
1: i, th- I think you'll be able to if if you want to look at it through my eyes just message me and i'll let you know i'll, I'll, I'll okay because uh I, I did that with a friend um the other day my, a friend of mine had seen princess bride for the first time and they're an adult now and they were like <laughs> what that i don't understand what all the hype is like the, this is kind of dumb <laughs> and I'm like I kind of agree with that on the first watch as an adult because I, I hadn't watched it until I was an adult that I remember at least I, it might have happened but it was I don't remember it happening when I was a kid um, I watched
0: it as an adult for the first time and I loved it
1: I mean, I liked it but I was like I don't really understand all of like what the, all the hype is about and then I started looking at it kind of through other people's eyes and their love for it and it it made me kind of have a deeper appreciation for it so there you go I do love princess bride and then uh one of the podcasts I listened to they talked about princess bride and I was like hey I know you don't like it but maybe check this out it might give you like a little bit of a different insight into it into the the movie as a whole
0: you know I uh for about what was that six months there or was it a year I can't I can't remember where I was before bed I would say you know good night sleep well, I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Oh, that was was a a
1: long time. That was a while ago. Yeah, I remember that.
0: Was that 2017? It 2017 or 2016 anyway. And I was doing that for like six months or a year or something like that.
1: I think it was before my friend passed away, so I think it was 2016.
0: So through that period when I did that, simply because I was doing that, I gained like... a whole bunch of people started following me simply because I was doing doing that every night.
1: <laughs> you big nerd!
0: <laughs> I'm almost thinking I should start doing that again.
1: I mean, you could. There's nothing stopping you.
0: No, there's nothing stopping me. I should probably start that up again.
1: I mean, my new thing is, I say I love you three thousand.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. When you posted the first one, I'm going. Wait a second. Is that a is that a mystery science theater three thousand? reference and then I went, Oh no, Tony Stark. Okay.
1: That 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 is a Stark reference. Hence, you know, mm-hmm. my name be yep. Stark. <laughs> yep. I think that's all of our creative and struggles.
0: I think so. I think that's I pretty think, much covers it.
1: I, yeah, I don't think we're missing anything. Let's grab let's go into we, questions.
0: We, you know, we we almost got into the universal basic income thing when we said we weren't going to do that this episode. <laughs> yeah. So we we. We, we'll we save got that for the next a lot of
1: questions and then there's some we'll, that i am not equipped to do today <laughs> for reasons you know, that i don't want to talk about today but i'll talk about later i just I, it's i'm not in the right headspace for it
0: next episode we'll do the ubi thing
1: yeah cuz that is something that i do want to tackle but i'm not equipped today it's it's been a week let's go with that all right let's get into right. some questions um Uh, This first one comes from Pete W. Why is the Feral World RPG is completely unknown by everyone in the whole wide world?
0: The Feral World RPG is completely unknown by everyone in the whole wide world, mostly because it hasn't received enough shout-outs. And I'm going to give a shout-out to it right now. The Feral World RPG is on... It's on RPG.net. I know that for sure.
1: There's, there's another site, DriveThruRPG?
0: Yeah, that's it. DriveThruRPG. That's the one I use anyway.
1: Okay. I'm new to this whole RPG thing, so that's why it wasn't known to me. Uh, I am not used to tabletop RPGs. I do want to get more into them, though, and uh, I've been trying, but now it's really hard.
0: <laughs> Alright, I'm going to try and find a link here. Uh, Feral World RPG.
1: I mean, we're just gonna link it in the show notes. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll just, yeah, we gotta, we gotta link it on, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah we'll link it in the show notes. But yeah, Feral World RPG. We'll link it in the show notes and then go and check it out.
1: I will try to remember, but uh, actually, I'll probably remember just because I'm, I, I'll have to edit. <laughs> then I'll remember. Oh, yeah. I gotta do it's that.
0: An, it's an action adventure game of mutant mayhem and pure pandemonium. Yeah. What comes after late stage capitalism? Has any country reached that point yet? Sarah O.A. Uh, Sarah yeah, you you answer.
1: I think we're almost <laughs> getting there,
0: right? It feels like it, yeah. I think everybody's starting to realize that uh, there is another
2: way.
1: I mean, I think it's less so in Canada than it is like in the U.S. And I think the U.S. is kind of reaching that point and I think Canada is not very far behind.
0: Yeah. Well, we're being heavily influenced by the US as usual in that regard.
1: Yeah, let's not get too into my feelings on that one. Yeah. <laughs> the, things I'm not equipped to handle today. That.
2: <laughs> well, what, what it,
1: does come? we don't do we know what comes after? We don't know.
0: What we we're kind of getting an idea now, aren't we though? We are. We're kind like there is uh Everybody's going, oh, no, but it's Kermanism! No, it's not. There's there's another way that's outside of communism and capitalism, right? Now, social capitalism, which is uh, social democratic capitalism, which is what Canada basically is, is a society that looks out for its people through social programs, but still is capitalistic in nature. But there, uh, I think... People are starting to realize that a balance is needed between social programs and Darwinian bullshit. And you need somebody to pay for it, right? Yeah. And I think people are also starting to realize that there should be no such thing as a billionaire or a trillionaire. And uh, the way that these people become billionaires and trillionaires is by exploitation, essentially. Yep. Uh, and and breaking laws and control and making things legal that shouldn't be by paying people and stuff like that. So I, I think that we're coming to a realization that yeah, people should be able to excel but not at the expense of other people. And I think this is where the whole new thing is going to come out of. It's going to be it's it's going to be more star trek, star trek than it is uh, anything
1: else i i i totally agree with you the only thing with the star trek thing is that there's still that period where they went mad max for a while
0: yeah that's what we're in right now <laughs> we're getting there
1: we're get we're not quite there yet but yeah i i don't i'm not excited for that part i i, I want to skip that part and go to the star trek part
0: yeah me too
1: because <laughs> fuck the mad max part <laughs> i don't want to
0: yeah, I want to skip that part too. I, I, I'm being optimistic here. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm thinking that COVID-19 and the current economic situation and all of that stuff, it's all going to come to a head. And I, I know that there's people out there who want the Mad Max scenario because they, they love their guns and they want, to sh- they want to shoot people. That's what they want to do, right? They want to be the warlord, right? But I think people are better than that for the most part and i think that people are going to consensually and and as a group say you know what we can be better than that we can look out for each other we can care about each other and i think that's where the whole thing after capitalism comes from is people caring about each other you know we want to see people excel so that's the good part about capitalism is is it allows people to excel right
1: I feel so cynical and, like, <laughs> I feel so cynical because like, I don't think you're right, but I, I hope you are, that people do care more about each other, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't think it's actually true. Well,
0: the, thi- the thing is, is most <laughs> people... Okay, let's take a look at the COVID-19 stats, okay? 85 to, like, 90% of the people in the world let alone in Canada or the United States or whatever, eighty five to ninety percent of the people they they think the lockdowns are a good idea because and, and masks and stuff like that, they're all a good idea because we're looking out for each other, right? Yeah. We care about each other, we don't want to see each other die. But then there's that ten to fifteen percent that are very, very loud and very violent that get all the media coverage. Yeah. Right?
1: I and... I, I very much feel like a very cynical pessimist right now, is <laughs> really where I'm at. That... Yeah. And, <laughs> I, 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 it's been a week, I, y'all.
0: And let's face it, the, that 10 or 15%, they are capable of controlling policy through their actions. They're they're completely capable of doing that. But I think as time progresses, governments and societies and the people around them are going to are, are going to realize that these these few assholes are in charge and through you know storming peaceful democratically elected government buildings with their guns people are going to realize that you know what that's wrong because that's not freedom they're taking away our freedom that the government is our democratically chose that that's our will we decided this this is what we want we decided that peacefully and now these people with guns are coming by and they're trying to oust the government that we put there who this these people with guns are taking away our voice. They're taking away our freedom. At the end of a gun, that's the thing. And and people are going to come to realize that you need to deal with this situation differently than we have been. And I think that we're going to avoid the Mad Max situation that these people want, that those those few people want, because everybody's going to say those people are crazy. Those people are absolutely nuts we can't listen to them we can't let them force their will on us anymore and I, I, I think that time is coming and it's coming fast
2: okay. and
0: I, I'm, I'm looking at it optimistically but I I think there is enlightened self interest and I think most people would prefer that people not die the vast majority of us don't want anybody to die and I think that's where this new thing is going to come out of so I think we're going to avoid the Mad Max thing, because I, for the most it? part, we all care about each other.
1: God, I really should have reordered these questions. Do you want to go into the next one?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. No problem. It's your turn to ask.
1: Yeah. Okay. This is, this is another really heavy one. I'm so sorry. I did not put these in the right order that I should have. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This one comes from Keeley B. If you were the parent in charge of raising yourself, what would you have done differently compared to your parents?
0: I would have supported me creatively. Yes. I had absolutely zero support in any of my creative endeavors when I was growing up. My creative endeavors were always a waste of time. And what am I doing? I'm never going to do anything with this stuff. You should do what we did. And frankly, if they had supported me better in my creative endeavors, I would be a professional creator right now and probably working for myself and making good money working for myself instead of uh, having to work for other people for my entire life yeah. I would be I would be a successful creator right now I'm trying to build right now what I should have started building 25 years ago 26 years ago and I'm trying to do it fast because well yeah. I don't I, I'm not a young person anymore so
1: no that's that's totally fair um I my answer is kind of very similar to yours actually ah yeah. Uh, so I I kind of need to tell you a bit of a story. Okay. Um I'm listening. My my mom had bought me the I think I was like 12 or 13. She bought me Chicken Soup for the Preteen Soul cuz that this this was when like Chicken Soup books were all the rage. So everybody had them and everybody and their and their dog was reading it. Um and so I was really really inspired by this one story. I think I think the girl was from California. Um, she had started a uh, like a, a she started a foundation to raise money to um, to buy bulletproof vests for for police dogs. Oh, cool! Which, of course, like, fuck yes, I love dogs, and absolutely, I think they should be uh, like protected in every way they can. But these these vests are expensive, right? So, and she did all this because she read about a police dog, and uh, a police dog ended up being shot and killed in the line of duty and she was really sad about this and she was like well i want to i want to change this so i was so inspired by this that i wanted to do it um and i tried multiple times to kind of try and get it going every single time my mom found my notebook for this she would tear it up what yeah
0: you know i i read something similar like that uh there was this kid whose dad had uh deleted this Minecraft world that he created, he spent a year doing. And... See, like that
1: is not fucking cool.
0: I know. <laughs> I know. It's not cool at
1: all. And like and and I, I I honestly think that this has kind of developed to a point where I have a hard time following through on some of the things that I want to do, even though I really want to do them. Because this has been the same kind of behavior that I've had from my mom for as long as I can remember. It's like, like uh, a couple years ago, I was I I wanted to just make handmade products and sell them because I'm a pretty gifted seamstress. If I do say so myself, I mean it might be like a little bit of a pat on the back on myself here, a little bit of an (laughs) ego stroke, but I'm 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 pretty good at it, and most of that is because like I've been sewing since I was a small child because that's what we fucking do in our family. But yeah, so I wanted to do that, and so I did end up selling at uh, a convention later that year. But the biggest thing was from my parents. Well, I don't think you should do that. It's hard. Like, okay, fucking, that's what I want to fucking do. Like, <laughs> and, and this this kind of thing has happened over and over again. And the only time that I've really gotten any support. For anything that I've wanted to do it's always been like something that they've pushed me into doing so I I did really like pharmacy like I I went to school to be a pharmacy tech I did really like it and things happened I can't even walk into a pharmacy anymore without having an anxiety attack so obviously I can't do that anymore which is completely separate from most of this but that was really the only thing that i really got any support on because oh that that's like a real job like a quote unquote real job mm-hmm. um and so i the, the last time my dad came by to drop groceries off uh we kind of had a conversation about how i need to start supporting myself because i am thankfully lucky enough to have them at least helping me with my bills right now which is great um, only because like I am literally not medically uh, able to work right now because I can't even really leave my house and that's before all this fucking pandemic shit
2: mm-hmm.
1: so, so they agreed to help me at least with that so I can at least do the work that I need to that, I, that I'm trying to do right now um, I don't talk to them about it because literally all I'm gonna get is well that's hard work I don't think you should be doing that and I'm doing this all like i'm not getting paid for any of my work right now that's not that that's not the goal right now the goal is to eventually get to a point where i can support myself doing this which would be super fucking great yep it really would be and if you want to support me on patreon i'll have links and stuff in the show notes and i'll have docs links too but like Right now, that's not the be-all end all goal of it. Right now, it's just the fact that I'm trying to learn all of the shit that I'm trying to learn. So I'm right, trying exactly. to learn how to use machinima to animate characters, which I've been doing pretty good. Um, I'm learning the ins and outs, ins and outs of streaming. I'm, you know, I'm learning a lot of things, which has been wonderful, and also writing. Like, the, I, I'm, I'm doing this with the hopes of. Of getting to that point where I can support myself and my cat on this. Yep. Is it going to happen soon? Probably not.
0: It takes time.
1: Yeah, and and I'm I'm prepared for that. But at the same time, it's like if if they gave me just one iota of like support in all this, like following my shit, sharing my shit, cool, we'd be having a much different conversation right now unfortunately that's like even when i was doing i did an extra life stream the first year i had heard about it which i think was i think it was 2018 i did a, a stream and i shared it with my mom and i'm like hey if you can get this to other people that would be really great because this is really important and i don't think she shared it with anybody
0: well that's a similar story to my own
1: yep and... I, I
0: spent i spent what four or five years as a professional singer my parents have never seen me sing that's shitty. My dad's never going to get to now, and I don't think my mom ever will now, too. Yeah, they, they, they never they never once saw me perform, and I spent, like, four or five years doing it.
2: Another
1: so, thing is, like, and th- this is going to speak more to me as an, uh, a, a queer person. I, I keep getting asked, like, well, what would you like for, you know, your parents to do? I'm like, come to fucking Pride. That'd be cool.
0: That's a big one.
1: Yeah, that's, that's that's a big one, and that's something that has never happened once, um, and I don't think ever will. So, my dad's usually working, so I get it. He he works like stupid crazy, um, but no, my yeah, that's where we're at today. Today's a day.
0: <laughs> Today's a day.
1: Can we yep. move on to the next question?
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You ask. Or is it?
1: It's your turn to no, ask. No,
0: it's me. It's me. Okay, who were you in the Breakfast Club? Who do you think I XW identified with? This is from XW.
1: So I watched Breakfast Club for the first time in my memory right after seeing this question. Ha <laughs> ha! I really wish I would. Oh shit! I don't remember her name. Uh, the girl in black with the purse.
0: Played by Ali Sheedy.
1: Okay. Yeah, I I I really wish I was her. I'm definitely Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep. Also, I think there was, like, some some, some queer coding in there for him, right? Like, that, am I reading into that? Uh... Because when, when the one dude, like, kind of, you know, whipped it up to go in a bottle, he kind of peeped. Oh, did he? Did, did, yeah.
0: I don't know. I
1: I saw I, it and I giggled.
0: It's been, it's been a bit since I've watched it.
1: Okay, fair. All right, well, who who were you in The Breakfast Club?
0: Oh, goodness. I was a cross between Brian and... Uh, uh, oh, shit. Uh, the metal guy. Um, Fuck. Why can I not remember? It's been years since I've seen the movie, but... Dear God. Uh, uh,
1: Banner, right? That's his name? Oh,
0: fuck. Hang on, hang on. The, no,
1: the like, main that's... guy that at the end he's got his fist pumping in the air, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, yeah. I was a cross... I was a cross between him because I was definitely a metalhead, and Brian because I definitely loved science. I was bad at science, but I loved it.
1: Well, I, I was I was definitely a giant nerd, but even more than that, like I was not comfortable with a lot of things. Uh, yeah, I think now I have kind of gravitated a little bit away from that, but
0: yeah, I I I, I was a I was an awkward cross between uh yeah those two those two characters
1: how, how do you think Xw identified
0: I think Xw identified probably much like me as a mix between two characters because Xw is definitely an introvert so there's the Ali Sheedy character piece but. She also grew up in a very traditional Household so there's a very Molly Ringwald-ish probably in there Somewhere Okay. Right so it's probably a cross Between those two characters She probably Uh yeah yeah definitely a Cross between those two characters
1: When the one girl like Reaches over and just steals The knife I lost it <laughs>
2: That's so funny
1: I'm like I really wish I was that I, I, I wish I was her and I looked up her name it's Allison I I wish I was I'm not
0: oh wait you got it open on your thing still uh yeah okay who okay what are the names of all the characters go one by one
1: Andrew Clark the jock
0: Andrew Clark is the jock yes John. oh shit I also, I also had a bunch of him in me too because I was also a very I was also a, a good sports guy but I never identified with the group I played sports with so yeah,
1: yeah. so yeah uh, John Bender,
0: John Bender, the, right?
1: The bad boy. <clears throat> um, Claire Standish, so that's that's yep. the, like kind of prim and proper. Uh, Allison Reynolds, um, Richard Vernon. That's the uh, that's the principal. Yes. Um, Brian Johnson, and uh, Carl the the um, the janitor. The janitor. <laughs> yeah. I like the janitor.
0: Me too, me too. Uh, That's who I am now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely Carl the Janitor.
1: You know, I think I've gone that way too. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next question. This one comes from Janine L. Deadpool deserving of cameo cameo shots in every future Marvel film holding social awareness signs like enjoy your microplastics in your sushi or oil industrial... i can't oh what's that i cannot read that fucking word it's terrible oil industrialists and guillotines sounds like a fun holiday
0: okay fuck that was a Uh...
1: terrible terrible sentence
0: (laughs) thank you janine uh it's it was wind's turn to have an odd sentence okay I yeah. usually get those, you know, And thanks, thanks to Ben.
1: You know that's fair.
0: Thank, thank, thank you,
1: Ben. <laughs> and literally not by, on purpose by me.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Deadpool, Deadpool deserve, is Deadpool deserving of cameo shots in every future Marvel film? Holding supposed, yes, he is absolutely. Uh, I would love to see Deadpool popping up because uh, Stan used to obviously, mm-hmm. and, and can't and can't anymore. And we need somebody.
1: Well, I think he's and, still got a few. Like they have, I think they filmed a few that they can fit into a few scenes in different sh- in different movies. Right, um, but yeah, he can't.
0: But oh, yeah, he's... Ryan Ryan Reynolds in his Deadpool costume making cameos, I think, is a great uh, transition.
1: I would prefer in... that Deadpool is then also dressed as Stanley,
0: at least once. Yes, or maybe all the time.
1: I, I think all the time. I, I I think that would be funnier, personally. I don't Deadpool... know about the social awareness signs and how that might fit in with uh with okay. Stan. But okay,
0: Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool cosplaying as Stanley, doing social awareness uh, signs. I that mean... would be a- that would be absolutely amazing. Considering Stanley himself was 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 socially progressive.
1: He absolutely was.
0: So, yeah, definitely. I, I think that would. Uh, I don't
1: you know, know what how signs could necessarily fit into scenes. I think that would have to go depending on the movie, um, and the actual like placement of the cameo. I guess.
0: Well, he'd have to be in the background. Yeah, like like an Easter egg in mm-hmm. every movie, and and I would definitely do that. I would do the go the Easter egg route.
1: Or like if if he actually speaks, then have. One of those messages, because because uh, Deadpool's shown that I mean, Brian Reynolds has shown as Deadpool that he cares about our health. Because yep. they did that, um, they, they did a whole cancer awareness campaign with Deadpool, mm-hmm. and he did. Oh yeah, it started with testicular cancer, and then I think he also did breast cancer.
0: Yes, he did. Oh, it, but I, I don't think he should speak. I think it should strictly be in the background with signs, and breaking the third wall with the signs in the background. So you have you have to be wall. paying you have to be paying attention to the movie and say oh there's Deadpool sign, right? It should be a, a like a little game for everybody who watches it, watches the movies. And I think this would be a great time to transition into that because now we're into like the the second arc, right?
1: I can so just th- imagine fucking Deadpool with a sign that just says eat the rich. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm imagining it now in, like... <clears throat> like, I don't know. I, I'm imagining, like, Morgan Stark growing up and, like, starting to learn how to do shit and then just, like, Deadpool walking through while she's, like, walking down the street or something. <laughs> just eat the rich. Oh,
0: oh, 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 shit. You know, like, oh, you just reminded me of something really cool. Hmm. Okay. Now, you know that there's a version of the Avenger, right? That has Iron Man... Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Thor, right? Okay. Now, we are set up in a perfect position now that uh, Disney has the X-Men and stuff now, right? hmm So, they have Logan, right? Yeah. So, oh, shit, no, it doesn't fit into the timeline because that's in the future. Fuck.
1: Not to mention, we have some deaths and some people who are not returning...
0: Well, I know, but that's the thing, right? If Logan took place within the timeline, right? Uh, then you could have Stark's progeny, Logan's progeny, and uh, Spider Man, which is also Stark's progeny, with Thor as their mentor, as the new Avengers.
1: I mean, Thor's got his own thing going on now.
0: Well, I know, but now that would transition him into the father role because his dad's dead and he becomes the father. So Thor becomes basically the dad of the Avengers, and the Avengers are Spider-Man and uh, Tony's daughter. um, Morgan. Morgan. And Logan's daughter, the one from Logan, right?
1: Yeah. I can't remember her name for the life of me, though.
0: And Thor plays dad to all three of them, preparing for him to ascend to the throne of Asgard.
1: But he's given that up.
0: For now, because he, he hasn't grown into it yet. It's not him, right? I
1: mean, we'll see where that goes. But which I think anyway. you know what? I think that, that Dovetail's very is... nicely into our next question though. Okay, okay. It's your turn to ask.
0: Oh, is it? Okay, okay. Matthew O says that we need to shout out some First Nations creators and their works.
1: Taika Waititi.
0: Taika Waititi. Yes. I think
1: nice. I think that I think your little tangent there absolutely dovetails super nicely into this cuz very fucking Ragnarok is just amazing.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh I would say that Taika Waititi is the oh, one of the best writers and directors in the entire MCU, if not the best.
1: Mhm. And like and especially like <laughs> with Ragnarok being so anti-colonialism. Well, it's it, so the so great fact that
0: Ragnarok was the was the most fun.
1: It absolutely was, but uh he he's also got the Oh shit! I don't remember the title of it. The new Thor movie. He has that. So we'll we'll see if Thor even actually goes back towards going for the throne, or if maybe that'll come later. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Who who knows? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see where everybody goes with it.
1: But yeah. So there, there's there's a first for Na- First Nations. He's not First Nations North American, but he he's still he's still Aboriginal. So yes. There's that. Um, I also wanted to shout out Ryan McMahon. Um, who did the Thunder Bay podcast for uh, for Canada Land um, and he also has his own podcast that I of course can't remember the name of <laughs> but he, he's he's uh, he lives in Winnipeg and uh, yeah and he act- actually on his podcast he and somebody else I can't remember who else it was they, they were just geeking out about Taika Waititi <laughs> it was just so great um, so yeah so there's Two and then uh, the other one that I wanted to shout out was um, Rick Harp, who is also in Winnipeg and he works with APTN uh, quite a bit, not for them, but with them to do some of the documentary projects that he works on so there you go, there, there's my All shout out. Right.
0: the two that I want to shout out are two people that are very special to me and the first is you because I honestly think that you are one of the best voices in podcasting and that you currently don't get enough credit you have a great voice and you know you know what you're doing on a microphone and it is a pleasure to work with you
1: i'm gonna cry don't oh man thank this is not a bit i'm crying
0: i love how you sound on the mic thank you it it, it's just it's very good and i enjoy talking to you and i enjoy listening to our podcasts. and half of that is because of your voice so
1: thank you Okay, go and... on with your other one while I kind of compose myself here. I'm actually crying right now.
0: The second creative who has been incredibly inspiring to me and has been helping me through a lot of really terrible things uh, is my heterosexual life mate, uh, Ben. Uh, ben, I-, Hol- I like
1: how you kind of co-opted the Jay and Silent Bob thing there.
0: Well, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'd I am, super appreciate it I, I am definitely the J to uh, to Ben's Silent Bob
1: <laughs> oh my god it's so true
0: and uh, Ben is uh, one of the most fantastic human beings I know and he is so creative uh, and he's he's branched out not only like he, he used to just kind of draw and then he branched out into modifying miniatures and then he began creating his own miniatures. And he's moved his talent into the digital realm. And he's just fantastic. Everything he does is just... It's fantastic. And I cannot say enough good about him as a person and as a creative. And frankly,
1: as a business person. I'm also going to do a little bit more shouting out for him too here. Because like, he is so goddamn generous. Um, yes. And I swear he might be like slightly uh, psychic because I'll kind of have a sort of an idea of what I want and he'll just he'll he'll run with it and it turns out so much more fantastic than I ever would have thought uh, he's like he's done both of our logos um, he's done uh, he did all of my stream badges and emotes for my stream which are also on discord um so those are there and yeah, he's Ben's amazing.
0: Uh you can catch uh, you can catch Ben's stuff in two places that I know about. Uh three places actually. Uh you can check his his stuff out on Instagram at scorpiusoka7. That's Scorpius 7 on Instagram. Uh he's also posted a lot of his stuff on Googlybeard.ca. And he is very, very active in Tabletop Simulator right now. Yeah. So if you want to check out any of his stuff, those three platforms are where he's primarily doing stuff.
1: Yeah, Ben's Ben's just amazing. Okay, I I think I'm done crying now. (laughs) (laughs) I really wish that was a bit. I actually started crying. You kind of gave me a little bit of a heads up before all of this, and then you just said some beautiful, beautiful things about me, and I just... Thank you.
0: Well... I say beautiful things. It's 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 what I do.
1: Okay, bard, settle down there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the ladies love me. No they don't. No they don't. I just I just get lucky sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and not not that kind of get lucky. I'm, I'm t-
1: Uh-huh. Sure. Okay, I'm
0: talking, uh, All right.
1: I mean, I was just gonna drop it on. And leave it, but <laughs> moving on. Jason K asked us favorite farts, favorite fart smells, and the foods to create them. And I'm so sad that you have to answer this first because I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm just gonna die.
0: All right, favorite fart smells and the foods to create them. Okay, uh, favorite fart smell number one is the the air biscuit. It's like baked biscuits. That kind of float <laughs> through, and uh, those ones are generally created by uh, actually baked goods and and, and coffee. <laughs> and when 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 they're 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 effluviant to be sure, but they have that pleasant reek <laughs> about them, you know, a very a very homey style. Then, of course, there is the uh, the the paint stripper. <laughs> the, the paint stripper is one that uh, I didn't know about until it, it happened to me at a convention, to be honest with you.
1: Wait, was is this the one I'm thinking about?
0: Brandon? Yes.
1: I think that was Brad. Oh, no. Yeah.
0: Now, you take all the best parts of the air biscuit huh? style fart and you load up that way with, like, say, baked goods and, and coffee, right? But then you add in... Uh, a nice breakfast of eggs yep. and, yep, and corned beef it.
1: hash this was it.
0: and 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 stuff like that. And mind you, you load up on eggs and corned beef hash and 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 stuff. Then on the way, you have your donuts and your and your Tim's double double, as what I had at the time. And the paint stripper is uh, is one that is incredibly entertaining. That's why it's my current favorite. This this was epic. This was absolutely epic. We were... It was early morning, and I'd signed up Battletech game. Uh, Battletech had just come out with a new edition and a new box set. And they were showcasing Battletech at PrairieCon in Brandon. And I went, and I'm going, oh, this is cool. And Because, like, I love Battletech. Always have, right? And I'm there with three other guys at... Uh, or is it four other guys? I can't remember, but... There was three or four of us who were players and a game master standing at the end of the table. And we each had a mech, and we were going through, and we, I think we, we might have been playing on teams. I can't remember. I think, yeah, I think it was teams. I don't think it was uh, it was uh, everyone for themselves. Anyway, as I'm playing, I'm going, oh, jeez. <sighs> I, 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 I think I may need to sneak off. of This is, this, I'm, I'm kind of getting pressurized. So... I, I, I kind of scratch my chin and I kind of move over to the side of the table pretending to look at the dudes and like all the mechs on the, on the table, and I sneak a little fart. And it wasn't <laughs> loud, it was nice and quiet, and scratch my chin and then I move over to my side of the table again, right? I, got, I gotta say that this was slow-moving. It was a slow-moving <laughs> It was uh, um, thick. <laughs> to... It was it was it was thick and, and traveled slowly. Now now this fart, um, you could feel it brush your face.
1: <laughs> Ew.
0: And the guys who I'd farted behind, one guy looked like he was blaming the other one, and the other guys looked at him, looked at the other guy. And it was this was all like totally speechless. They were just communicating with looks. <laughs> and then that's when the fart hit the game master. And you could tell that it was bad because his eyes started watering and and then it hit me and i'm going oh god that was awful absolutely uh, absolutely awful and i'm going oh geez that's 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 something else and nobody's talking about it everybody (laughs) everybody knows that this fart happened and nobody's talking about it and it's i think it was so thick that it didn't reach the other side of the table it just kind of hung there on that side of the table and thing thing is I felt like I had to fart again and so I'm going well I'm going to go over to the other side of the table and I'm going to share this with the other guys because they didn't get a they were wondering what the hell everybody was looking at on this side of the table you could tell that they didn't know what everybody was looking at each other about right so I I, I left a gift for them and then I moved back to my side of the table and then they understood (laughs) what was going on and now, all the players backed away from the table, including me.
2: <laughs> and, you, and the game master, master. The,
0: the game master, eyes watering, is staying next to the table. He's a fucking, he's absolute trooper. He's he's <laughs> he, he's struggling to explain rules as 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 they're happening as we're moving our guys and like. The players were holding their breath as they went up to the table and then stepping back. But the game master's just, all right, now he's got to roll his dice, stuff like that, right? And he's trying not to gag and his eyes are watering. It's just, he was a trooper. And I'm going, holy shit, I got to do this again. (laughs) And so I, uh, I tell those guys to hang on a second. And then I go over to my buddy's table, who's running like Formula D, and I start talking to him and stuff like that. And I just, I drop one there for him. And then I go back to the battle table. And then I hear that entire table, like nobody there are strangers at that table, right? They all know each other. And they all know the GM. <laughs> and and they all start loudly denouncing the GM and his and his and his fart. And he It wasn't me. It just Are you kidding? It was you and they start blaming each other. It was just crazy. And yeah, so I continued having to leave gifts at tables that my friends were gming at uh for the rest of, for the rest of that morning it did not stop I, and so yeah that's definitely my favorite so far the paint stripper so what about you
1: <laughs> i don't know how much i needed that laugh <laughs> i didn't know how much i needed that laugh until now <laughs> The only thing that I have for fart stories is, uh, I went to a land when I was still in, uh, at Red River, and we had, like, pulled pork, and it was smoked, and it was delicious, and there was beautiful sauce on it, and, like, over the course <clears throat> of that night, everything just kind of started smelling the same, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> So we're like, oh, we're farting But it just smells the same as it went went down So we're okay (laughs) It was was really good pork I don't don't even like pork that much And it was really, really good (laughs) Oh, man Oh, I needed that laugh (laughs) It's been a while since I heard that story And I actually really needed it right now
0: Oh, there's a lot more fart stories where that came from Oh, I know I am. uh, (laughs) I am (laughs) the. I am the Loki of gaseous pranks.
1: Did any of these DMs find out that it was you, and then like confront you later and be like, "You bastard"?
0: Oh no, I admitted it at a a convention. Uh, A different, (laughs) a a different convention. I, all of us had had some some drinks and uh, and yeah, (laughs) I uh, I told the story. (laughs) They were probably like, "You
1: bastard."
0: Yeah, definitely. They, yeah, they. they uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: okay. So, thank you,
0: Jason. Thank you, Jason K, for allowing me to relate one of my stories.
1: Oh, how you did that? All right. Next question. It's your turn to ask.
0: All right. Has the shutdown meant more creativity, pro- uh, creative productivity for you, or are you feeling vaguely overwhelmed with life and scrabbling to stay afloat? That's Bodhi. Bodhi M.
1: So, I was thinking about this because I, I, I've been, I've been trying to think of how to answer. Oh my
0: God. Bodhi M. That's like that disco group.
1: I'm gonna move on from that one.
0: Rasputin. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah,
1: so... I'm so sorry, Bodie. Uh, (laughs) um, I've been kind of living in existential crisis mode for the last, like, eight years. So I'm always feeling vaguely overwhelmed, and some days it's worse than others, but um, surprisingly this has been a little bit more uh, productive for me creatively. Instead of trying to think about, like, going somewhere to meet somebody, I, I'm just I'm just working instead. So, in a way, more productive, but always feeling vaguely overwhelmed. Because that's just how life is for me now. And has been for the last eight years. Oh, how about, how about you?
0: Me? Uh, it's meant more productivity. I've been having a rough go. I had a rough go early on, but I, I was having a rough that because... Uh, I'd lost my job, like mm-hmm. my my day job, and that was kind of affecting me in terms of my confidence and, and any type of productivity at all. Yeah. And then one day, I just got better and started creating, and uh, I haven't stopped since. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's allowed... The shutdown hasn't affected me any more than I already would have been affected. Mm-hmm. But it has forced me to stay home a lot more, and because it's been forcing me to stay home, I have been able to sit in front of my computer and and do creative stuff. And I was in mental block mode for a long time because of my, my lack of confidence.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that the shutdown actually helped me break through that barrier.
1: That's amazing, actually. That's really, that's really good.
0: Yep. Yeah. So the shutdown's been good for me, uh, even though I've been fearing what could happen to me if I catch COVID-19.
1: Yeah, I'm in that mode too.
0: So yeah, I've been, I've been pretty creative. I've been writing music. I've been uh, podcasting. I've been writing freelance stuff. Uh, I've been working on Googly Beard game stuff. I've been, I've been singing too, so.
1: Well, I mean, that's kind of put on hold right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Until I can get a hold of this sarcoid stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I hope is soon.
0: I'm feeling a lot better today than I did yesterday. Yesterday I was a wreck, like an absolute wreck. Yeah. Like I couldn't I couldn't breathe and it was it was bad. Today I'm feeling like I can actually take a breath. So hoping tomorrow that the, that my medications have finally got this under control.
1: I hope so. Um, all right. Uh, we have another question here that is going to be a little bit interesting to answer from Lisa S difficulty online dating during this difficult time of social distancing.
0: Is that my question?
1: It's well, it's your question to answer first
0: online dating during difficult time of social distancing online dating for me is difficult. It's, it's one of the reasons that I don't do long distance relationships but thing is, I can express myself through writing and over video chat and things like that in a way that most other people can't. Or uh, so, so in that regard, I don't think for me, I have as much difficulty as other people. So is it difficult for me personally on the inside? Yes. Is it difficult for me in terms of my ability to make others feel appreciated and cared about and loved? No. I'm very good at expressing myself, helping my partner.
1: So this is kind of weird to answer for me, because I don't don't date, like, like, period. Not online, not in person. I can imagine it is very difficult, because, like, okay. So you could probably tell from my voice. It is a very feminine voice. That's fine. It's my voice. It it is what it is. And so for the, um, I guess about half my adult life dating was, like, I'm, I identified as a bisexual woman, and that's since changed. I'm two-spirit. But, for a long time, I didn't really understand a lot about gender, so I was a- I identified as a bisexual woman, and oh... my god. The messages I would get online dating?
0: Oh. I mean, I don't don't even
1: know if I really need to, like, expand on that, like, oh god.
0: Everyone who identifies as a woman completely understands exactly what you're saying without you having to say it.
1: I've been lucky enough to not get unsolicited dick pics. For the most part.
0: Even, okay, guys out there, I can tell you right now, unless you have female friends who share this stuff with you every day, like I do, uh, you don't know what Senpai is talking about. You don't know.
1: You really don't.
0: It is god-awful what women have to deal with online.
1: I, I think my God my awful. favorite most, like, what the actual fuck messages was, um, do you prefer eggs or hot dogs?
0: Yeah, yeah, you did show me that one.
1: It's like, what? What? What are you talking? It took me a while to realize that, oh, he means, do I prefer men or women? (laughs) Longer than it probably should have, but I mean, who the fuck uses eggs? What?
0: I just... What do yeah. you
1: want? Because I'd like some well, of that. I I would love to be that out of touch with reality that 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 is an okay question to ask. Like, can, please, can we? There's please? worse.
0: There's a lot worse. Oh,
1: I don't doubt it at all. I think I've even gotten worse. But that was my that was that's the one that sticks in my head. That's like, what the yeah. actual fuck?
0: Yeah, that one's gentle.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But oh my god, like I have friends who are women that share stuff with me on a regular basis and show me the stuff they get on. Uh, never mind dating apps, just Facebook Messenger.
1: Oh yeah. I've been very just, lucky just, not uh, to get a lot of them for the most part. There, there's been a few that have trickled through. Like when when I was still doing, when I was still wanting to do like teaching how to sew and stuff, somebody had tried to hit on me through my Facebook page. And I'm like, this is A, no, B, this is not the place for this.
0: And you, you know what I, I absolutely hate? Hmm. I hate hookup culture. I and I do hate. Too. And I and I hate the industry that de- that depends on it. There's billion dollar companies that completely depend on people hooking up, like for one night. And you know what? And people are looking for love, and they end up just finding fucking.
1: There's there's that, and then there's also the fact that like to open up yourself to love, which oh god, that sounds so cliche to say it. <laughs> but, oh, but o-
0: opening yourself, opening opening yourself up to love in a culture that glorifies fucking is horrible and it's traumatic
1: that's not what i was getting at but there was also the fact that like there's a lot of abusive people out there and i've had a lot of i've i've had some surprisingly abusive not physically abusive i was never physically abused however emotionally yeah that's a big thing and i have a lot of i have a really hard time trusting a lot of people because of what has happened to me in my life and i'm just like i don't want to open up to that Really, at all anymore? Like, fuck you. No, I don't know. That's just, understandable. Yeah. So I, I, have I had come to a friend of mine. I'm like, okay, I want to start meeting people as friends. Go from there with this understanding yep. of like, hey, we're friends. We're cool. And then if something blossoms from there, cool. If not, eh, I have another friend. Mhm. So I, I, I prefer that. Yep. But I, I, I feel you, Lisa. I and yeah, being a lady sucks. <laughs>
0: All right,, uh, do I ask next?
1: Yes, and it's our okay. last question. All right,
0: do people actually use alignment in games or has or should it be replaced with an anathema system? Okay. Now,
1: I do have to ask I've... what's an anathema system?
0: This is actually the first I've heard of it, and I'm not entirely certain.
1: Okay, but while you look that up, I'm going to tell you about how the fa- how I am a chaotic individual. And most of my friends are chaotic individuals, and this is how we live life. Some of us go a little bit evil sometimes, some of us go a little bit good. I'm very neutral in my chaoticness, uh, in that just everything's cool. (laughs) Um, Also, there's a whole subreddit for different chaotic, or different alignments. There's like different ways different people make, or warm up their pizza. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I believe Chaotic Neutral was um, uh, just warming it up on an iron. Most of them are very, very uh, very fitting to me. There, there's coffee in there too. Like There's coffee ones. Yeah. Oh shit, what's the subreddit? I gotta find it now.
0: There's so much printed online about alignment uh, that it's it's hard to make heads or tails of. So um...
2: It's true. Oh,
1: okay, so it's just are alignment charts. So
2: What's
1: that? It, it's just alignment charts It's the subreddit and uh, yeah, a lot of it's really fucking good.
0: Anathema taken at its definition is like something that you hate, right? Now I, I'm guessing that you gotta pick certain things that your character hates and I, I'm guessing conversely you have to pick things that your character loves and things that your character wants and th- things that your character wants to... Make sure don't exist, right?
1: Okay, that kind of makes sense.
0: So uh, I think that's still uh, a little too pigeonholy to be to be honest with you. I've always used alignment kind of as a, as a guideline how a character should behave in if they're behaving in character. So if somebody chooses lawful good, they don't have to be like lawful stupid, mm-hmm. right? And conversely, you can be a character that's uh, chaotic, evil, without just going around in the middle of the street and murdering people, right? It's, it's a guideline to what your character believes, more so than what drives their actions. But it can drive your actions, obviously. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, For example, I am very chaotic of an individual, period. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh, I like the way that White Wolf did their quote-unquote alignment systems. Where it's more like personality traits, and um, the way that uh, Shadow with a Demon Lord does it as well, does it? You're describing how your character thinks about things, and you've got certain thing things that are positive about your character, and there are certain negative things in terms of their personality, and you just try and guide yourself based on that, and and you find out what your character's motivations are personally, and how they in and and you gotta. You gotta describe how they interact with the world around them and you gotta have a reason that you're hanging out with the people you're hanging out with too, right? It's all about designing your character in a way that's a little bit more robust than just a two word description. And I, I, I think Shadow of the Demon Lord is the way that I, I, I prefer to do my alignment because you're you're building your character and what they what they believe, right? And how they are as people and how they interact with the world around them rather than just sort of, sort of a, an archetype.
1: Yeah, I don't they're, think I ever... I think with most of my characters, I don't really ever put them in, in the hole of like, okay, this is their alignment kind of thing. I'm just like, well, they're probably an extension of me, so they're going to be chaotic no matter what, but let's get a feel for the character and the situation that they're in and what decisions they're going to make. Right, right. But... I mean I, I just am a chaotic person, so that's I kind of gravitate towards making chaotic decisions no matter what.
0: Right, exactly. And alignment such a is such a huge, huge topic. And that's why people end up talking about it a lot on on like all of the forums and Reddit and stuff like that. Is because it
1: That's it, why there's a it, whole subreddit you, of alignment charts.
0: R- right, exactly. And they're you're trying to, to nail down something as complex as somebody as a person right it's really quite a massive massive topic
1: it's a good guideline
0: it's it's a good guideline right now the way that shadow of the demon lord does it right is it makes you ask a few questions about your character and gets you kind of putting it in your character's description right like relationships how do you how do people make you feel love and desire, secrets, achievements, authority. How do you deal with authority, right? Obligations and responsibility. Do you follow through on promises? Values. Uh, what do you fear? And
1: I think this is getting a little bit too big for today's episode cuz we're running out of Well, time.
0: it says, you know, you should give yourself a couple positive personality traits and like one negative trait, right? Like and positive traits can be like determined, or honorable, helpful, whatever, right? And your negative traits can be like aloof, arrogant, slovenly, that type of stuff. Okay, That's we been... are
1: we are running out of time though, so I think okay, we yeah. Should anyway, wrap it up. That,
0: so yeah, that was alignment's a complex thing, and I like the way Shadow of the Demon Lord does it.
1: I don't. I've never played it, so uh, well, I'll, I'll, one day maybe we'll see if I do. Uh, listen to
0: the, listen to the podcast uh, shift quest because the, oh, be, the, the, the system that we're using now is shadow of the demon lord but that okay. episode probably isn't going to be up for
1: okay well the, so in the future listen to shift quest because it'll be that system but yeah so we are out of time today so for ways to support us if you can right now during this time because obviously this is a very chaotic time we don't know what the hell's going on. I will have links in our show notes uh, for both of our Patreons as well as my stream and uh, Beard and Ben's, all, all of Ben's work. Um, he does have commissions open, he told me, so get in touch with him and he will kind of work with you to how to actually kind of go about that and uh, go from there. So yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if we didn't get to your question today, we do still have questions uh, that we've been given over the last little bit please don't stop sending us questions because obviously we can still answer them. It just might be a little bit. Uh, But thank you so much for supporting us. Keep sharing our stuff and we're here and we'll see you in a couple weeks.
0: All right, love you all. Thank you for supporting us, especially all of the new people that we've gotten over the last couple weeks and there's been lots, so.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of you and we love you all 3,000. Have a good one. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.